That's a partial list. And the crimes didn't stop with murder. When AQI, the forerunner of ISIS, took over a region, it would implement the most draconian Sharia law imaginable, requiring women to cover themselves from head to toe, prohibiting most forms of education for women, and even regulating the kinds of foods women were permitted to purchase. The repression was so intolerable, so violent, that even as far back as 2007 in the increase in U.S. troops in Iraq known as the surge, the rift between AQI and Al-Qaeda headquarters in Pakistan emerged. Yet AQI persisted, convinced that its killing spree would usher in the new caliphate, a new government. This new caliphate is crucial to ISIS. Here's why. Islam purports to be a universal religion. In other words, its teachings encompass all aspects of life, and its ultimate goal is the establishment of a global Islamic state. This political idea of Islam is embodied in the concept of Ummah, community, which is the idea that all Muslims, wherever they reside, are bound together through a common faith that transcends all geographical, political, or national boundaries. This common bond is formed through Muslims' allegiance to Allah and to the Prophet Muhammad. Because Muslims believe that Allah revealed all laws concerning religious and secular matters through the Prophet Muhammad, the entire Ummah is governed by the divine law, or Sharia. Sharia is applicable at all times and places, and therefore transcends geographical boundaries and supersedes all other laws. Traditionally, Islam divides the world into two spheres, the House of Islam, Dar al-Islam, and the House of War, Dar al-Harb. The House of Islam includes nations and territories that are under the control of Muslims and where Sharia law is the highest authority. The House of War includes nations and territories that are under the control of non-Muslims and that do not submit to Sharia. Consequently, under the jihadist interpretation of Islam, there will be constant conflict between the House of Islam and the House of War until the House of War is transformed into the House of Islam. The conflict will not end until all land is conquered for Allah, thereby establishing a single global Islamic state known as the Caliphate. The caliphate is envisioned to be a unified, transnational government ruling over the entire Muslim community, the Ummah. It is to be governed pursuant to Sharia and enforced by a supreme leader, the caliph. Because Allah alone is the lawgiver, there is no place for a legislator. In Islam, human government exists only to enforce Allah's law. The caliph's position is to administer and enforce the divine law. The caliph is seen as the vicegerent of Allah upon earth and charged with the duty of judging righteously applying Sharia between men. Accordingly, the caliphate is the highest type of political organization on earth, and its subjects can derive their highest welfare through absolute obedience to its ordinances. Going back to the founding of the Muslim faith, Muslims believe that Allah has delegated to the Prophet Muhammad authority to rule the people with justice. Yet when Muhammad died, he had neither designated a successor nor provided guidance regarding how to choose a successor. The lack of explicit guidance on how to determine Muhammad's successor has been a primary source of the long-standing, bloody divide between Sunni and Shia Muslims. Shias believe that the caliph must come from the bloodline of the Prophet Muhammad, whereas Sunnis maintain that any believer may qualify for the office of caliph, regardless of his lineage. The Sunnis had three caliphs before Ali, Muhammad's son-in-law and cousin, who became the fourth caliph. Contending that Ali was the first legitimate successor, Shias dispute the first three Sunni caliphs. Most Shias consider belief in Muhammad's designation of Ali as his successor a religious duty alongside belief in the oneness of God. Shias therefore believe that the Imam, which is the Shia version of the caliph, must be a descendant of Ali. 
Most Shias are Twelver Shia, who believe that there were twelve imams. The last one is supposed to come back as the Mahdi. In fact, a number of Shia leaders have claimed to be the Mahdi over the past ten centuries, igniting multiple bloody conflicts, including the modest war against the Egyptians and the British in the late 19th century. Until the Mahdi returns, many Shias believe that there will just be Ayatollahs, a more recent designation, and other levels of Shia scholars and Khazaz, scholarly systems to help explain the religion. Beginning with the first caliphate, the caliph would select a place to base the empire. And while the Shias looked for the Mahdi, the Sunnis were busy establishing their own caliphs, including caliphates ruled from Damascus.